we want to take fair public and we want to get the value of our stock price by proper value so high that you know fair is worth a few billion dollars we then want to you know take the money the the net worth the equity and we want to go and buy an island with a little bit of that money convert that island into a republic country where you can come in without any racial barriers religion barriers come so then i would want to build infrastructure in that country right you know schools housing you know hospitals everything and then i want to work with united nations and i want to go to all these countries that have people living in borders and invite them you know to come live in this new country of republic where the whole economy is digital um and you can practice whatever religion you are and you can live a free permanent life right and that's the mission of fair is to possibly do uh you know a permanent place for refugees uh you know to to call home Khalid Parekh I am the founder and CEO of Fair Fair is a financial platform for every american to create wealth Fair allows you to do banking lending investments and retirements but more importantly you know Fair is trying to eliminate the racial inequality you know from people because an average african american or latin person pays $300 more in uh, banking fees a year compared to average american and uh, fair wants to be the first neo bank to create america's wealth building atmosphere right so our our flagship product is to pay people 4% up to 4% annual dividend completely liquid completely insured so every american no matter if they have $100 or $1000 can start accumulating wealth at 10 times or 20 times what the average savings account pays so khalid even though i'd asked you how to say your name properly every once in a while i have an interview where i mess up let's get this right one of the things i didn't tell you is i used to work with international students for 10 years uh huh khalid and halid were very 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 popular names I'm going to actually try and get your name right and every time I say it wrong I'm going to giggle inside and until I get it right. So Khalid, one of the things I want to ask you is what is it about banking and financial services that you noticed because you're you are not originally from the US. What was it that you noticed right away that wasn't equitable? And why were you even compelled to create a product around this? I am a technology entrepreneur. Technology guys are programmed to solve problems, right? That's what we do. We solve problems that we see in the marketplace, that we see in the system. As an Indian immigrant that came at the age of 19 years old to America with only $100 in my pocket, I really had a big challenge in creating and starting a bank account. 
you know, and getting my uh, financial system set up, you know, because if you walk into any major banks and if you have X amount of dollars in your bank account, you become their private client. They roll out the red carpet for you. You know, they give you access to all the sophisticated investment tools that allows you to make a lot of money. And I was new in the country. I didn't know much. And I was basically pretty much, you only have a hundred bucks in your account. Oh, we really don't care about you. Here's the line, go fill the farm and you do your own thing. Versus, okay, I have $250,000. Oh, why don't you take a seat? Why don't you have a meeting with uh, one of our private bankers? And we'll help you, you know, from soup to nuts. So that is the challenge that I saw, especially immigrants. So FAIR is, um, you know, for every single American out there, you know, regardless of your background, race, religion, color, uh, that's why our name is FAIR, right? But the mission of FAIR, the, our name is in our mission. Our mission is in our name, which is people over profit, mm. right? That's the biggest thing we have is people over profit. Meaning that, you know, we are, um, we are not a bank that does fees. Like we, you never pay ATM fee, you never pay a wire fee, you never pay international money transfer fee. We are a subscription-based bank, right? Meaning that think about Costco for banking, right? You have Costco membership and then you have access to all the different tools in Costco, you know, with all the great products and services. The so same thing, when I wanted to create FAIR, I wanted to solve this problem of inequality in the way that customers are treated, uh, you know, with the big banks. That's why I created this financial platform where I can go do a checking account. I can do a savings account that allows you to earn up to 4%, a dividend account, allow you to do a non-interest equity-based home and auto loan, allow you to use a robo-advisor using SRI and ESG-based you know, investing, allowing people to earn a lot of money. And last but not the least, which is most important to every single immigrant out there, is sending money back home. So mm-hmm. we have free international money transfer with zero fees and the highest exchange rates. As you're describing this, it's it almost as an American it almost sounds like it's too good to be true and from the business side. Like, how are you compensate it? Like, how do you grow a business? I get that it's subscription based, but what exactly are the subscriptions? Like what's the, how are you monetizing this? Because I have people who who listen to my show who care about that part of the formula. I'm the person who cares about everything else, right? But someone's going to definitely email me and be like, Michelle, I don't know how colleagues making money with this. Like, how is this even I'll a thing? I'll tell you, it's a, very honest, uh, it's a very honest answer. You know, our subscription fees are very simple. It's $6.99 a month, or you can pay $69 for the whole year. Or for the first 1 million customers, we are running a one-time special of $99 one-time payment and you will get lifetime membership with FAIR, right? Once you become a member, you know, and you use your debit card, you know, we make a little bit of money on interchange, you know, on your transactions. Right. And that's another way of us uh, making a little bit of money. And then uh, the, uh, the, you know, the other way that we make money is, uh, you know, we have this dividend account. So think about it, right? This is very important for all the listeners to understand. What is banking? 
banking works on two major principles, deposits and loans. You go to any big bank, they will tell you, open up an account and deposit your money. You open up a checking account and deposit your money. You give them your money and they charge you $15 a month to have an account a maintenance fee if you don't have minimum $1,500 or $2,000 in there. And what they do with that money is they accumulate it. They're not paying you anything on it. And then they go and give out loans to other people that are building houses or hotels or, or whatever, right? At four or 5% interest rate. So they're taking people's money in for free and they're lending it out at four or 5%. FAIR is one of America's first certified halal bank, meaning that we don't do interest. Neither do we give interest, neither do we you know, collect interest, right? We do not leverage our customers' deposits 100%. We never touch our customers' money. But what we do is we charge you subscription fee to create, and we, we created this. People will argue, okay, you charge $6.99, the banks are charging $15, but the banks are only giving you a bank account. For $6.99, I'm giving you five major platforms. One is banking, one is free international money transfer, one is home and auto loan, and one is this robo-advisor investing, you know, that allows you to do all that stuff, right? Uh, we are really trying to do the right thing by, you know, putting people over profit. The most important mission I have is, did you know that 79% of Americans, you know, they live paycheck to paycheck, they don't have enough money to save. And the savings programs or the, the financial tools, the sophisticated financial tools are, they, there's a minimum barrier for you to enter with the minimum cash for you to avail those uh, tools. With FAIR, you can even have as, le as, as little as 10 bucks or as little as five bucks. And you open up a dividend account. And depending upon your tier, you can earn up to 4% annual dividend. So what we're doing is instead of, taking our customers' money uh, on the dividend account and not paying them anything. We're saying, why don't you partner with us? We take your money and we deploy that money in uh, halal ESG-based financial investments, which are fully insured. And we give you majority of that portion back. We keep a little bit of money, but majority, I would say 90, 95% of the money is paid back to the customer in the forms of dividends. One of the things that's really interesting, as you were speaking, I thought about actually how WhatsApp went down and how all those, like America, we don't use WhatsApp at the same level that people outside of the US do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And th just the amount of money in terms of wire money transfers between families that got halted that day just blows my mind. Like that was actually the first thing I thought about. And with FAIR, that that was a non-issue. You guys were, you were up and running. And uh -huh. so anyone on your platform that day would have been able to, to help their families out because they were not impacted by big business. Correct. Absolutely. I do want to dive deeper into something that a lot of people have no idea about. And it's funny because it's so normalized outside of the U.S., but I do think that this is something that people are confused by. And you've brought it up a couple of times, which is halal certified banking. On a very basic level, I, I've spent time, again, one, I worked with international students for 10 years. I've traveled abroad. When I was in London, ironically, you would go to any grocery store and you could get halal or kosher meat in any grocery store. 
by the way, the chicken was always better. And I wish that it was here. <laughs> it was easier to find here. Could you expand on what halal certified banking means? What, because again, there are a lot of people, they might have no idea what this means. And, and I think it's really important to kind of flesh that out a little bit. A hundred percent. So the word halal, what it means is permissible, allowed to consume. So let's quickly, you know, I want to give a little uh, lesson to our audience over here. Uh, you know, people say that the meat is kosher you can eat or the meat is halal you can eat. I'll tell you the significant difference uh, why we are certified the meat is halal or, or kosher. Halal and kosher is the same exact thing. Whenever you slaughter an animal, typically you are supposed to lay that animal down and you're supposed to, um, you know, make a little prayer and you're supposed to uh, cut the animal's neck in a very quick manner so the animal doesn't, uh, uh, you know, suffer much. Right. First, second, the 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 blood of the in, animal needs to be completely bled out, and the animal needs to get super cold before you can start skinning that animal and you know eat, uh, and 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 cutting the meat. Typically, in slaughterhouses, you know, animals are shot, you know, or or, or there's a different way of they they do it in a wholesale level. It's like a machinery, boom, 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 chickens or or meat and stuff. So what happens is when the animal is uh, is cut in a non-halal way, the, the blood is still in the meat. The blood is not completely dried out in the animal. There's st it's still hot. So the, the, the meat is not as clean as you would get in a regular halal or a kosher, you know, uh, you know way of uh, getting a meat cut. Subsequently, the word halal in, honestly means permissible. So let's talk about halal in finance. What does halal in finance mean? Just for the record, uh, FAIR is an American company. It's an American bank. It's for every single American out there. But it also happens to be halal certified. So imagine this. You love steaks and you go to a very fancy steak restaurant that everybody enjoys the quality of the steak, the products, the food. It's unbelievable. But it also happens to be halal. So what that does, it opens up a new vertical of customers to go and consume the delicious steak that everybody else in America is going to consume. So that was my concept of FAIR. It's like, okay, FAIR is for every single American out there. So why am I going to you know, outcast the people who believe in halal financing? Why don't we include them? And that's why we went through the whole regulatory process and, and we had the whole process done and we became halal certified. So FAIR is, imagine, you know, a bank that offers every single thing. It just also happens to be halal certified. Now, the word halal in banking means very simple. We do not give or take interest. Mm. Meaning that, you know, we will not allow uh, whatever money you have, we don't pay you interest. If you do get a loan from us, we don't charge you interest. That's the significant number one thing. Number two, we do not touch or leverage our customers' deposits. We'll have, let's say, 100,000 customers and the total deposit volume, let's say, is 100 million. We do not touch that, Michelle. That's not our money to touch. A lot of different banks take that money and invest it and make money on that, but they don't share that with the customers. So we do not, we, in our bylaws, we are not allowed to touch our customers' money. 
the way that we do help our customers is we have equity-based lending for home and auto and businesses also. And that's how we are doing things the right way. Now, the best part about you know, halal finance or equity-based finance is that the consumer is very, very you know, protected, meaning that, let's take an example, the way that you do a, a halal or an equity-based home loan is, uh, you know, Michelle is, uh, you know, wants to buy a $100,000 house. Michelle puts $20,000 down. Fair puts $80,000 down. They put their monies together. They form, uh, you know, a financial uh, company. That company is the one who's buying the house. Michelle lives in the house. She pays rent to that company. So, so she's paying her portion. And then Fair, you know, also owns 80% of the bank. But Michelle uh, of the house, Michelle since she is a partner now in this vehicle that owns this house, she has the option over the course of 30 years to buy shares of fare in that house. So it's basically kind of like a lease to own model, but here's the best part, Michelle. Let's say, <laughs> unfortunately you lose your job, you can't pay your rent or your, your mortgage or you know, how are the, the payments? And we do a foreclosure. With the traditional finance, when you foreclose the house, the bank keeps everything, your down payment and the entire upside equity of the, of the um, houses, right? So if you bought the house for $100,000, 5 years later, now it's worth $150,000, uh, but you can't make your payment, so you do a foreclosure. Well, guess what? The bank just made fifty grand, right? Uh, plus the twenty grand that you paid down payment. Where with FAIR's halal loans, you are a partner in the financial company that owns the house. So whenever there is a foreclosure and whenever there is a sale, Michelle gets to participate in the profit and loss of the house. So as an equity partner, you get your 20% back first. And then let's say it's $50,000. If you own 20% if you own or 30% of the, of the property, you get 30% or 20% of the profits. You see wow. what I'm saying? So this is so cool where I went and studied finance so I can become the best banker for, for America, you know, for, for myself, for the consumers. But I don't have the heart or the brain of a banker where I try to take advantage of the people who don't know the system. I want to create a completely democratic, people-based banking system where we put people over profit. I think one other thing I want to point out before we move on in the conversation is halal banking is actually pretty common outside of the U.S. This is completely unknown to us, but this is not some random thing. Could you share some other, if, if there are just names of banks or, or even countries where this is just a normal, normal uh, thing? hundred percent, you know, so Far East countries like Malaysia, like Indonesia, you know, there's a large population of Muslim people over there in the Middle East, you know, in Saudi, like Dubai, in Bahrain, and Qatar, uh, Lebanon, you know, um, all these are North African countries like Morocco, like in Nigeria. There are so many, in fact, I have so many Nigerian Islamic banks that want to partner and invest in there, right? It's unbelievable what the, they're saying that nobody has done this in America. How did you get to do it? Why are you doing it? And my answer to them is very simple. I am a product of this system. I am a Muslim American, 
And there's about four and a half million Muslim Americans looking for a halal banking product. Plus, we have 300 plus more Americans that I want to bring the 4% dividend to also, right? So, and I it took me two, two and a half years to get all the regulatory approval and to go through the pain and suffering to do it, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so I really, you know, I saw the problem, I experienced the problem, and I wanted to solve it for myself and for millions of Americans out there. One of the topics that you touched on very briefly, you kind of alluded to it and, and said it in passing, but I want to get more into it because I am a huge huge fan of this topic. I've gotten very passionate about what we're going to talk about next, which is ESG investing. Mm -hmm. And I think that for a lot of people, they have no idea what in the world this is, that it's a thing. Could you share why ESG investing is important? What ESG investing is, as you would define it, and why it's important for FAIR to be involved in that and, and then probably the, the third question is, is it profitable? Because for most Americans, our brain will go to, is it profitable, unfortunately? And I think it's important to bring up that answer. So I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Absolutely. So to just give a quick lesson, ESG means environmental social governance. Okay. That's what ESG means. Environmental social governance. ESG investing. If I want to create an ESG equities portfolio, I cannot buy stock of Philip Morris because they sell cigarettes. I cannot buy stock of Exxon and Chevron because they're oil companies and they drill the ground. However, with ESG investing, I can buy technology stocks like Amazon and Microsoft and, uh, and Tesla, right? You know, uh, that's why if you look at uh, electronic vehicles, they have been getting unbelievable type of valuations because everybody is moving to, you know, ESG-based investing. Another word I want to talk to you about is socially responsible investing, which is SRI. You will hear or you will see the lingo a lot is SRI investing, which is socially responsible investing. Our, our robo-advisor allows people to do ESG, halal, and SRI investing, meaning that we will never allow you to invest in a Budweiser stock or a cannabis stock, uh, you know, or, or a stock that is basically bad for the environment and, you know, like a fracking company and stuff like that, right? So we want the world to be a better place. And we have been able to give 15 to 22% returns in ESG and SRI investment products. I do want to ask a question, and this is awkward, because I, I actually, <laughs> because I actually sell products on this platform. I think that one company that might create issues for some people would be Amazon. So I will admit, I, I'm always conflicted with Amazon. I sell eBooks on Amazon as well as consume products on Amazon. Do you ever get people pushing back on certain businesses that could do better? Tesla and Amazon, I think in terms of uh, how they work with employees, that's where, where we're looking, where we're like, this could be better. What are your thoughts on that? And how do you guys disseminate what, what's an appropriate company or organization to include in the fund? That's a hard question. <laughs> that's a hard question, right? So, you know, when we look at the investment, so we have an investment committee and when we look at investments and equities and, you know, uh, other financial instruments, we look at the, uh, the nature of the business 
that the company is engaging in, right? So Microsoft creates software. Amazon is a marketplace where people buy and sell goods. So that's a number one selection criteria. Number two is to make sure that they don't do anything illegal, you know, interest or not exchange and charges and stuff like that. Now, we allow those companies to get listed into our portfolio because they are good for the economy. They drive millions of you know, jobs every year. Now, the challenge that you explained to me about them treating their employees or inhumane you know, working conditions, that is not a function of the nature of the business. That is the function of poor management or um, you know, l- less optimized management, right? I look, I, I am, I'm a business owner. I own businesses and uh, it is important for us to make profits, but there can always be a fine line of pushing people too much and also making sure that you don't lose money either. Um, you know, I digress and I really cannot comment on their operating procedures and what they do to make every single sense out of an employee. But, uh, you know, with ESG and SRI investing, you know, we look at the nature of the business, the type of uh, transactions they're doing. Uh, not necessarily them making people work, you know, 14, 16 hour days. Now we have another selection criteria where we look at the socially responsible investing, where we look at, you know, how they do things. So they might get um, disqualified in that. But so far we have not seen any issues uh, because we just have to go by what is public information, which is, you know, we look at their 10K, 8Ks, we look at all that and then we make our financial decision because, we have to make sure that we propose the right companies, which are, you know, SRI, ESG, and Halal, that the customer is going to make a return on, right? And that's our biggest thing. Less risk and more return, our, our, uh, that's our mantra. And uh, we just have to do that. But again, it's a very hard question to answer. I cannot give you a direct commentary on it. Uh, all right. I can tell you is the work and everybody can do better. I think I can do better to treat my employees. I think we should all the finger pointing should start with us, right? Hey, I can do a better job and doing, you know, treating my employees better and so on and so forth. I can't believe I'm going to ask you this question and I feel a little goofy, but I actually think it's an important question to ask, especially because you're a neobank and you're in fintech. And I feel like this issue is going to keep coming up, which is crypto. What are your thoughts around crypto? Is there a possibility of that, like having access to it on the platform? Is it even something that you are even looking at for the long run? Just, I don't even know where to begin with that, but just thoughts. A hundred percent. We are in fact going to announce very soon that FAIR will uh, allow our members to buy and sell crypto on our platform, right? Here's FAIR's position, you know, on crypto. Physical cash, physical money, is going to be obsolete in the next five to 10 years. The whole world is going to run around digital money. And that's what we have done with Fair Pay app and you know all the digital ways that we are allowing people to pay. Crypto is basically, uh, everybody has their own opinion. So uh, we don't call crypto as a currency. Crypto currency is like, okay, like US dollar. Today it's a US dollar. Tomorrow it'll be a US dollar. And uh, five years later, it'll be a U.S. dollar with this, you know, with almost the same value, give or take on the inflation, the value will go down and give or take on different countries inflation and the currency will go up and down. But it'll still be a currency that can be tendered anywhere you want to. 
cryptocurrencies, you know, they call it crypto, you know, we call them assets. They are digital assets they, that go up and down in value, right? People don't buy, uh, you know, Bitcoin so they can go buy a car with it, right? People buy Bitcoin because they want to keep it as an asset and they're hoping that this asset will appreciate, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we are a firm believer that crypto, our digital assets are here to stay. It is the wave of future. Of course, you know, with everything else, you know, if 5% cryptos are good, every crypto has to have um, a source of why they are, why they exist, you know? So Ethereum, you know, is existing, which allows people to create an ERC20 platform and create software on it. Dogecoin, I don't know why it exists, right? <laughs> so, so it just depends, right? But uh, I believe crypto is here to stay. Fair is definitely going to announce uh, availability of crypto to buy and trade and hold on our platform. And we believe that crypto is an asset that every millennial and Gen Z want to basically own at some percentage in their portfolio. It will be in the high risk percentage of their portfolio. Oh, yes, it would because uh, of the volatility. How would you educate people around crypto? And just in general, like what are the educational tools on the platform so that people are making informed decisions around what they're doing with FAIR? The first thing what we are going to do is we are going to, the reason we have not launched it so far, because as you see, there's a lot of noise with SEC and regulators on crypto, right? So right now, SEC says, there's no law for me to, for you not to do this, but if you do, I'll come after you, right? <laughs> so it's like, there, there are no laws. So what, what SEC is being forced into is creating, um, you know, a rail guards, creating uh, some sort of guiding principles uh, that allow people to do crypto uh, in a certain way. So as new regulation will come with, with, with you know, with the backing of institutional money, uh, you know, there'll be more regulations, there'll be a more better framework, and it will allow people to more, get more comfortable because it's regulated. Anything that's regulated, um, is, it becomes less volatile, more stable, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the goal. So, you know, hopefully first quarter, of 2022, 20, uh, second quarter of 2022, we are going to launch a crypto platform. And the idea is to have series of education videos about what is crypto, you know, what is this crypto, what is this protocol, what is Bitcoin, what is Ethereum, what is the Litecoin, what is, you know, um, Ripple, you know, we're going to have video series about why these protocols and why these platforms exist and what are, what is the underlining technologies, uh, you know, problem they're solving. And based on that, you buy them as assets and not as currency. You said something really interesting, which was that in the next five to 10 years, that really most places will not be using actual physical tender. A hundred percent. Why do you say that? Like, what, what about the old people? <laughs> What is happening? Even though I will say, like, I run my own business when I get a check, like an actual physical, like right now I have a check in the, someone sent me a check and I'm like, what is this? Is this 1912? Like, what the heck? Could you talk about what you're seeing that's giving you this belief or insight into what, what is going to occur in the future? And I know that Sweden is a cashless society. hundred percent. And that's the goal, right? So the idea is as technology is progressing, um, the apps are getting more intuitive, more easy. 
the older generations are having a challenge with digital banking apps. They still want to physically go to a branch, right? So one of the things that we did with FAIR is uh, tip, we, FAIR is a neobank, means a digital bank, meaning that you can go and take your FAIR debit card to any physical bank in America and you can get cash out uh, from the FAIR account, not from an ATM, but you can go to a teller, hey, this is my debit card. I want $2,000 or $3,000 on my account on, on, uh, as a cash advance, give it to me. And by law, we have done a deal where they have to give it to you and they will not charge you a single penny. We pay them a fee in the back end to do that. So uh, going back to the older people, you know, they, they really want to, phys- look, older people, what, what we don't have, what they have a lot of is time, right? Everybody's always busy. So I hate physically going into a branch now, right? It's just, it's just, it is so, like you said, 1960s, right? Uh, everything is all on your app or your smartphone. They like to go because that is something that's part of their daily chore. You know, that's part of their, you know, things to do for the day, you know, of the three things that they have to do all day long. So older people love the uh, interaction with people, their tellers, their bankers. And if you look at the data, every single big bank is consolidating their branches. So in a, in a one mile radius, if there was three branches, banks are consolidating and closing two and only one branch is there physically because physical branches don't make money for the bank. It's a big, big, big cost center for them, right? So as cash is going to go out and out, there will be physically no need to go to the bank and do a cash withdrawal or anything like that because it's all digital. One of the things that we are solving for this is uh, when FAIR comes out with their home loans and auto loans, you never have to physically go to the bank. Right now, whenever you do a closing for the house, you have to physically go to a title company. With FAIR, everything is going to be online. You know, you can do a click on a video button and you can get to speak to a mortgage consultant live video like you and I are talking today. Right. But then we would also allow people to do electronic closings, Right e-notaries, you know, we're going to do all that stuff. And that really, really is super cool. I think that's really cool. And I actually, you're right. Now that I think about it, I have noticed that there aren't as many branches. I'm Gen X. So I, I like occasionally going into a branch, but more often than not, I do not. Like more often than not, I just want my money in my account and I want to be messing around with people trying to figure things out. Like I want to do it digitally. And and let me give you another example. So FAIR has this free debit card for kids. Uh, I have two boys, nine-year-old and six-year-old. So every time my boy basically washes my car, I want to give him 20 bucks. Now, yeah, I know, right? Uh, (laughs) I I, I live in Texas. I have a big old truck. So, you know, (laughs) It takes him a while to wash my car. But the idea is that me, instead of giving him 20 bucks and him going to a five below or toy store, taking cash in his hand is very unsafe. But I have allowed him to have a debit card where he can see how much balance he has. I can see how much balance he has. I can block if he can spend it online in gaming. Like we have parental controls on their money through FAIR. Imagine a kid having a debit card with hundreds of dollars on it and he can walk carefree because nobody is going to come and take the cash away from him, right? Because it's all on a debit card and he can, if it's stolen or lost, he can quickly call and cancel it right away. Even it's safer not to carry cash, right? That's the other part that we keep talking about to people. 
You know, actually, the other thing that I thought about, as you mentioned, branch accessibility is the fact that for many black and brown folks, they they didn't have the branch to begin with. Part of the reason why I wanted to have this conversation with you and some other neobanks is the fact that I very much love that if you have a cell phone, you have access. 100%. And I think that that's really where I'm focusing now is how can I just share tools and resources with people who may be just because of a fluke of where they live, they cannot easily go into a branch anyway. If you could walk us through how we, like, how are people finding out about you? How do we sign up? Like, walk us through the fair experience. Yeah. So we just launched officially end of June, pretty much July 1st for our customers. And uh, just two weeks ago, I launched the Wealth Building account. Uh, so in a matter of, you know, three months, we, are, we have been very blessed with the consumer demand and we are growing 100% week over week over Whoa. week you know, uh, people, uh, so we run digital ads, people find us in digital ads, we have uh, got featured because we are a fully uh, halal bank, that means that we have gone through extra scrutiny, uh, scrutiny uh, than typical neobanks have gone, you know, we have a lot of compliance. Uh, one of the advantage of FAIR is that my main board member, Mr. Samuel Bolden, who happens to be an African American, he used to be the abutsman of the control of the currency. He was Whoa. the he was the federal regulator that regulated banks for 26 years. So, you know, we are not just, you know, a bunch of guys in a t-shirt and jeans opening up a digital bank trying to make, you know, world change. We are backed by seasoned uh, regulators on our board and we're trying to do things right, right? So how to get started is very, very simple. Go to bankwithfair.com. Again, if you think about the name, right? I could have easily called it fairbank.com or bankfair.com, but think about it. We want you to see the words bankwithfair.com, right? You know, I want you to experience fair banking, right? With a free, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's right. It's the right thing to do. So bankwithfair.com and there's a simple button on the top, right? It says, you know, sign now or join fair. And, uh, you know, we don't want you to sign up because you're not signing for something, you're joining a community. So we always say the word join the community. And you can, you know, the best part about FAIR is, yes, we have a subscription fee, but we don't want you to pay for something you don't trust. So come and open up a bank account for free for 45 days. We'll give you 45 days to test it. Connect your direct deposit, get your money early two days, uh, put some money in the dividend account, see the earnings, you're gonna get a dividend check uh, ACH to you automatically on the seventh of every month. See the free international money transfer, experience fair for what it is. And then you will have get a, a question, hey, do you wanna to convert to a regular paying customer or you can cancel at any time. So we are so confident in our platform and what our products and services are doing is we are allowing people to sign up for free for 45 days and kind of like try before you buy type of thing. So it's bank with fair, and there's a button called join. And this is an FDIC insured bank. Account. 100%, 100%. I love everything that you're doing. You're a really young person. What is next? I feel like you're kind of an overachiever. <laughs> so so what, what is next? I feel like we, we haven't heard the last from you uh, in terms of big, big ideas. So is there another big idea that you're sitting on that I could like 
hear about first? Or are you just really focused on FAIR and, and getting that out there and, and connected with subscribers? Now, uh, this is the first time publicly talking about uh, what is the main reason of FAIR. So as an immigrant myself, I will, I will share some data with you. Currently, there are about 79 million refugees that are living between borders of two countries, 79 million refugees that don't have a permanent place to live. They live in a tarp tent. And the average lifespan of a refugee in a refugee camp is 18 years, okay? 40% of the 79 million refugees, Michelle, are children. That's over 35 million children. There are so many refugee families that have kids in a refugee camp. They have been uh, going to the bathroom in a porter potty for 15, 18 years, and that's how they live life. So when I created FAIR, my mission of FAIR is very simple. I don't take a single dollar in salary. I've invested my own millions of dollars, and um, we want to take FAIR public. We want to take FAIR public very soon in the next two to three years. We want to take fair public and we want to get the value of our stock price by proper value so high that, you know, fair is worth a few billion dollars. We then want to, uh, you know, take the money, the, the net worth, the equity, and we want to go and buy an island with a little bit of that money, convert that island into a republic country where you can come in without any racial barriers, religion barriers come. So then I would want to build infrastructure in that country, right? You know, schools, housing, you know, hospitals, everything. And then I want to work with the United Nations and I want to go to all these countries that have people living in borders and invite them, you know, to come live in this new country of Republic where the whole economy is digital um, and you can practice whatever religion you are and you can live a free, permanent life, right? And that's the mission of FAIR is to possibly do, uh, you know, a permanent place for refugees, uh, you know, to, to call home. So one of the things I, I keep saying to people, right? Uh, you are an African-American, right? Right. Your, your forefathers and their forefathers, you know, uh, used to uh, be slaves and used to pick cotton. You are so fortunate enough to born in this this, this decade or this century or a few decades ago that you have never seen what a slave is. You have never seen what picking cotton is, right? So I want the kids of refugees and their kids to experience the fact that they were never refugees, that they were born in this country of fair, right? That they were uh, permanent citizens of this cool country of fair. And they don't even understand, oh yes, they know what a refugee is, but they don't understand the complexity or the struggles of what a refugee is. We want to help people who cannot help themselves. And we want to change people's life permanently for generations to come. And that's the real mission of FAIR. And what do you say when someone hears you say this and they're like, you're crazy? What's, uh, what's your rebuttal? Here's my thing, right? If not a country for 80 million people, I'll create a country for 8 million people. If I don't create a country or a, a, a free land for 8 million people, I'll create a free land for 800 people. But I will, before I die, create something 
where we can permanently change people's lives for generations to come. And for the listeners out there, there is precedence for this. If you don't know about the some of the history around Liberia, maybe you should do some research on that. So uh, <laughs> with that being said, Khalid, I, I, you are a busy man. I appreciate your time. I will become a member of FAIR. I love, 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 love what you're doing. If I am a person in the personal finance space looking to support FAIR, what are some of the ways that I can do that? Are there affiliate programs or yes. do you want interviews? Like what, walk me through it. No, we actually have a strategic partnership program where you become a partner of FAIR and you are getting the fairs word out and we create you a landing page, right? So I'll create you bankwithfair.com forward slash Michelle. And uh, people listening to your podcast and people listening to your show, they will come to that landing page. For every user that uh, you help us convert, you know, we give you 20 bucks, you know, for the user from an affiliate partnership. That's the front part. But the second part, which is the most important part is this. Let's say you bring a thousand users, Michelle, right? And those thousand users, you know, they open up dividend accounts. So we're going to pay them the F4%. But what we will do is whatever the total AUM assets under management for their thousand users, let's say they created $50 million worth of savings, you know, AUM, we give our partner 0.25 basis points annually, perpetually every year on the total AUM that has come through your customer base. So it's like getting a free check every year, free fact check every year because your users are continuing to be participated with there. My mouth just dropped open. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Khalid, thank you. Thank you so much. I love, like I said, I love everything about this. I'm even more excited than when we began the interview, like when I was first kind of checking things out. It caught my eye. I do think I found you through some digital ad and just was like, huh, what's that? And I hope that in some way that this interview will get in front of people who can really help to share your mission as well. I just send, wish you all the best and am so excited for you and what you're doing. And I think the lesson is, uh, there are a couple of lessons from this conversation, which is if you see a problem, solve it you know, like solve the problem, dream big. I didn't expect you to tell me you were going to create a land. And honestly, there is precedence for it. We're just, you know, young. Hey, man, think about it, right? You know, you know Sir Richard Branson bought an island. Uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce bought their own self of, you know, an island. Oh, I'm going to buy an island just like them. They've done hey, it before. The only hey. difference is that I'm going to, you know, create infrastructure and allow people to live there versus making it private for myself. There you go. With that being said, Khalid, I wish you all the best. I appreciate you. I appreciate your mission. And it takes a lot for me to get excited about fintech. Like I get excited about a lot of different fintech pro projects, but this excited is a little unusual. So um, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you to your team. And thank you for your time because I know you're a busy, busy man. Thank you, Michelle. You take care. You take care as well. <laughs>